Okay, so uh, for the benefit of those who weren't here last week, I'm just going to do a short recap on some of the things that I was talking about then because we're going to be following on with some uh, related thoughts. I was talking about health and fitness and making comparisons with our spiritual health and fitness. And I referred to the World Health Organization's definition, uh, which describes health as a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being and not just the absence of disease or infirmity. And I think this definition is important at a spiritual level because it reminds us that our health is more than just about whether or not there's anything wrong with us medically and likewise our spiritual health covers a much wider range of things than we might immediately um, think about. So we thought about some of the components of what we might call total fitness and I use them as a framework to think about some of the components of our spiritual health. So we thought about medical fit, uh, fitness, which I linked to our salvation, being alive in Christ. But I also suggested that it was more than that. And if we allow sin to rule in our lives, then it can become a chronic disease which prevents our enjoyment of God's blessings and also inhibits our usefulness in God's service. For mental and emotional fitness that we thought about, uh, we looked at three points related to our spiritual health. Um, what we think about with our minds, what we feel in our hearts, and our ability to trust other people, but especially our ability to trust the Lord. We looked at nutritional health and thought about the importance of digesting the living words and how we should crave it like newborn babies crave milk and we should make sure that what we eat is appropriate to our needs and our appetites. And I said that wasn't just something for ministers to keep in view when they're deciding what to talk about on occasions like this, but it's something that we should all think about when we um, are feeding ourselves spiritually in our, in our daily readings. I also made a point about portion sizes that perhaps I should just clarify a little bit more um, I said that even when we make healthy choices, we might still have an unhealthy diet if we consume too many calories. And likewise, I was saying, we need to be careful that we don't um, absorb ourselves so much in study that we don't leave ourselves time and opportunity to put what we're learning into practice, to do good in the world. But I'd just like to add that the health guidance on portion sizes isn't, about, isn't just about not eating too much. It's also about eating enough of the right things. Your five a day, fruit and veg. Your two portions of fish a week, one of them oily. You know, six to eight glasses of water, about two litres a day, are all important things and many other stuff as well. So the point I was making <coughs> would just like to make sure I've made it really careful in case anyone thought I was saying don't read the Bible too much, it's really bad for you, um, was just the point I wanted to make, it's really important that we work off our spiritual calories by putting our learning into practice. And as long as we're doing that, I don't think we need to worry too much about how much we're consuming as long as we're consuming good stuff. 
And the final health component that I want to move on to talk about, no, that I did talk about last week, was social fitness. Um, and that was, um, in, in a normal sense, is about having healthy interactions with us and others and healthy relationships. And that's also very important, not only for society in general, but is very important for the health of the church community, isn't it? Um, and more than that, our ability to reach out and engage with others in the world with the gospel. So that's terribly important. And we note that there was significant overlap between all these different elements, both in a natural sense, but also when it comes to our our spiritual health, they're interdependent. And that's also true of the component that I'm going to talk about today, which is our physical fitness. Uh, that's the final component. Um, physical fitness can basically be broken down into two general areas. There are health-related areas and there are skill-related um, factors. So the health factors include our cardiovascular fitness, our muscular strength and endurance, our flexibility and our body composition. Um, and in the context of physical fitness, we're thinking about muscle mass, we're thinking about hydration levels, uh, percentages of body fat and bone density. Skills include power, balance, agility, speed, coordination and reaction times. And like the health areas I spoke about last week, I think these give us a helpful framework for thinking about aspects of our spiritual health. So although there's quite a lot of overlap again, I would like to think about these um, individual components a little bit um, today, and most importantly, the spiritual lessons that we can take from them. So, Cardiovascular fitness. Um, in natural terms, this is the ability for the body to take in oxygen and use it in the working muscles of the body. So it's not just about how we breathe and it's not just about the way the body pumps oxygenated blood around the body. It's the way the body uses that oxygen to support life and activity. And in physical and spiritual terms, where we would say that life began, life was created right back at the beginning of Genesis when, as I was mentioning in worship this morning, God breathed into Adam the breath of life. 2 Timothy 3 and 16 tells us that all scripture is God-breathed and is helpful, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So, of course, as Christians, our essential life-giving oxygen is the Spirit of God who indwells us, yeah? But it's also what we take in from God's Word. So this is overlapping um, a bit with what I said about nutrition. Um, and our diet uh, will include many different and helpful resources. But I think the point I just wanted to make is that a lot of the resources we might use will be based on God's word and they are good nutrition. But the writings of Selwyn Hughes and uh, Bill Hybels and Rick Warren and other um, Christian authors that you might enjoy, they are not inspired, they are not God-breathed in the way that the Bible is. And so we need to be reading our Bibles, don't we? And I think sometimes there can be a temptation to read 
everybody else's commentary on the Bible and never read the Bible itself. And it's important that we read our Bibles so we can take in the fresh oxygen of God's breathed word. But like I said, cardiovascular fitness is not just about the ability for us to take in oxygen, uh, it's our ability to use it. And 2 Timothy 3 and 16 said that it's the use of God's word to train us in righteousness. And that means more than learning what we should do and shouldn't do, it's training in the things that we should do uh, to please God. And it's how we apply God's word in our lives to live righteously and to the full. So that's cardiovascular fitness and the spiritual um, lessons I'm suggesting that we can take from it. What about muscular fitness? So muscular fitness is broken down into two areas. There is strength and there is endurance. Strength is basically the maximum amount of force that our muscles can generate, uh, the heaviest weight you can lift. And we all have our limits. And in spiritual terms, we probably all have an idea of the things that we feel that we can do and the things that we, we couldn't do. Because some things are harder than others, aren't they? In, in God's service, some things are heavier than, than, than others. Um, so giving um, a talk to a small congregation like this is one thing, but giving a talk at a big conference is, is something else or chatting to a friend who's interested about the Lord is one thing, but door knocking and speaking to potentially hostile strangers is something else. Or um, being felt, of, um, felt uh, about as being a little odd by our friends and colleagues, and possibly sometimes you get the impression maybe you're being excluded a little bit and not invited to everything is one thing. And suffering real persecution, like many Christians do in other parts of the world, is, is, something, is something else. So it's about the biggest thing that you would or could do for the Lord if you had to do it just once or occasionally. I'm suggesting that's the equivalent of muscular strength. And our spiritual muscles have enormous potential for spiritual strength, don't they? Um, Philippians 4 and 3, we can do all things through him who gives us strength. There is no weight that we cannot lift. But in physical terms, there's also a neurological element to our muscular ability, because it's also about how much force our brains allow our muscles to use. And spiritually that comes down, the equivalent I suggest, is how much we trust the Lord and how, we are, how much we are willing to trust him and allow him to work through us. And both the physical and the spiritual neurological element responds to training. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. I remember Steve's dad, uh, I think it was, I was talking about a sister that he knew that used to write T and P next to verses in the Bible. And uh, when he asked what it meant, it was tested and proved. You know, the more you test it, the more you prove it, the more you realise that you can do it again. It's the same with our physical strength. 
once our brain works out that our arm is not going to fall off if we try and lift a certain weight, it will allow our muscles to, have an, to lift a, a heavier weight next time. So there's a spiritual lesson in that, I think. But strength is closely linked to endurance, the ability for our muscles to contract over and over again, over time, without fatigue. Now, the Lord may call us to do exceptional things occasionally, but he calls us to do many things frequently. And Acts 2 and 42 is obviously one of the verses that we know well because it gives us a very brief summary of what the early Christians did in the early churches. It's part of the, the pattern that our fellowship of churches follows today, isn't it? They devoted themselves, or as the New King James Version translated, they continue steadfastly in. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, as we did this morning, and to prayer. And this devotion and steadfastness is referring to the things that they did regularly, over and over again. You get the link? And there are many other things, of course, aren't there? Our daily disciplines of reading and, and, and praying and, and saying no to temptation and, and doing good works and so on. And for all this, Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not become weary. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's spiritual muscular endurance. It's keeping going without giving up. So flexibility, that's another one I mentioned. Flexibility, another important component of our physical fitness. It's to do with the range of motion we have around the joints of the body and muscular tightness or weakness when often combined with bad habits in terms of the posture that we have as we slump over our steering wheels or over our desks and, and so on is one of the reasons why sometimes people have poor flexibility or um, poor um, 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 posture. To spiritualise this point, I'm just going to highlight the need for us to be flexible in our relationships with one another. So it's overlapping with the points I was making about social, um, social fitness. But sometimes we need to compromise, don't we? And I'm not talking about compromising our fundamental beliefs and principles, but we often have plans and ideas and preferences and yes sometimes we might have very strong um, convictions about the best way to um, to do something but you don't need me to tell you that not everyone always shares um, those same convictions about uh, whatever it is and they might other have other plans and ideas and preferences and priorities so how do we get along together which is absolutely what the Lord wants, how do we get along together when we don't all want exactly the same thing or believe that exactly the same thing is equally important? Ephesians 5 and 21 is a great verse because it reminds us to submit to one another in the fear of God. And subjecting ourselves uh, to each other with respect and taking account of one another's feelings is a vital part of maintaining those, those um, healthy relationships and, and, and unity in the church community, isn't it? 
and likewise a willingness to change. Because there may be occasions when we have plans, in progress maybe, and they need to be changed. Um, either because of a lack of support from others or because of new information or experience that suggest, suggests the changes might need, uh, need to be made. Or it might even because people who originally signed up to the plan have pulled out for some reason. And maybe you even feel that they've... They, 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 you know, we feel that they've let us down in some way. And how we behave in circumstances like that. And how we think and feel about our brothers and sisters is actually a measure, an indication of our own spiritual health. So we need to be flexible as we work together in the service of the Lord. So we've done cardiovascular fitness, muscular strength and endurance, we've done flexibility, and we're gonna do body composition now. <laughs> so as I said, compos uh, body composition, um, and it's the last of the health-related components of uh, physical fitness. And it's in, normally it's looking at muscle mass and hydration levels and percentages of body fat and bone density. Uh, and these are affected by everything else. But the spiritual point I wanted to make is simply that body composition is not always evident from what we can see on the outside. There might be some clues, but even these might not always be so obvious. And a person might look spiritually healthy on the outside in the company of other Christians, but I read a really good book once, and I was looking for it this morning, and I can't find it, so has anyone stolen it? I'd like it back, please. <laughs> Who would steal a Christian book? Um, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a really good book um, called Who Are You When No One's Looking? And um, there's too much in the book to summarise um, it now, but um, it's just to say that appearances can be deceptive. And it might even be possible to appear healthy in all of the ways that I've been outlining to you, but deep down there could still be issues that, that need to be dealt with. And we might not even be aware of them ourselves. Sometimes other people are more aware of them than we are, are ourselves, um, aren't they? But that's why, and I said, I, I said this last week, but I'm going to repeat it again, that's why the psalmist's prayer of Psalm 139 is a really good one to use if we dare, if we are willing to open ourselves up to how God might respond to that, to that prayer, because it's a prayer for a medical examination. Whoever asked for one of them? You know, it's a prayer for an examination and then a surgical intervention with whatever the Lord finds, because the psalmist said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me this is the intervention bit. And lead me in the way everlasting. Do whatever it takes to make me the way you want me to be. So they're the health-related components. Um, you'll be pleased to know that the, that the, um, the skill-related components is actually quite, quite, quite short. Um, but skills are important. Um, and as I said before, they include our, our power, which is a combination of strength, which we've mentioned, and speed. It includes speed, balance, agility, coordination, and reaction times. 
and um, spiritually, I think they align most closely to how we use our natural talents and our spiritual gifts in the service of the Lord. And like all skills, they respond to practice. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. We need to be putting into practice the abilities that we've got, whether it be a natural talent or if we dare imagine that it might even be a spiritual gift, whatever it is, the way I always feel that we identify what our gifts and usefulness is in any circumstance is just to have a go. And we are in a church, small community with things that need to be done. So the more we volunteer for things and the more that we roll up our sleeves and get involved in stuff, that's how we find out what we're good at. And even if we're only a little bit good at it to start off with, the actual practice of having a go trains those skills and we become better at them. Now I had intended to go through some of the principles of fitness training um, and how they have spiritual equivalents as well um, and they can help us to improve our spiritual fitness but I'm going to leave that for another time. Um, so yes I do apologise but you might be getting a few ministries which are related to health and fitness because of my recent career choices. Um, I'm finding it fascinating. I hope I don't bore you lot to, um, to death over it. Um, but actually, the other reason why I think I'm quite comfortable leaving it out from today's talk um, is that you don't need to train like an athlete to get physically fit. There's something else that we can all do to improve both our physical fitness and our spiritual fitness because even regular gym goers even if they go every day of the week will still only spend a small fraction of their lives actually in the gym and even if we go to all of the church meetings which are on all of the conferences in the district and all of the things which are on throughout the whole of the fellowship we'll still probably spend only a small fraction of our lives in what we might call the spiritual equivalent of a gym that's one way of thinking of church anyway, the spiritual equivalent of going to the gym. But there's a term that's used by health agencies and, 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 and fitness professionals. Um, you may have heard it a bit before, it goes by the acronym of ADLs. Um, activities of daily life. In other words, there are simple things that we can do every day which can benefit our health and physical fitness. Taking the stairs instead of using the lift making time to go for a brisk 30 minutes walk every day, um, gardening, housework, um, leisure activities like playing badminton gid or, or, um, or going for a, a gentle bike ride. All of these things can, um, and many more besides, can help us keep healthy without ever going anywhere near a gym. And likewise, likewise, we don't necessarily need a formal spiritual training plan to maintain our spiritual health. We don't need to go to ecclesiastical college. And um, as, as much as training for service is going to be wonderful, Steve, and I'm sure you'll have a great time. And many people who before have gone to things like that and other um, sort of training courses that we've done um, in the fellowship, that you know, they're great, but also 
daily disciplines, like reading our Bibles and prayer, that I've mentioned already, socialising with other Christians, attending our regular church meetings, and especially our many training events, like um, Convention 242 uh, coming up. Um, those things can also help with the essential spiritual nutrition that we need that will support our spiritual health in all the other components that I've been setting out before you. And if there are any unhealthy snacks that we might be um, attached to in a spiritual sense, similar to the approach of our physical health, identifying what they are, writing it down perhaps, <coughs> thinking of alternatives, uh, coping strategies, what we might do instead of the thing that we feel um, drawn towards. Um, those things might all help <coughs> us um, wean ourselves off anything that we might regard as unhealthy in our spiritual lives and they won't negate the value of the good things that we're doing. So Psalm 139, uh, another verse I quoted this morning, but over the last um, few months of my course, especially that I've been doing, it's a, a verse that came to me multiple times. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. The more you learn about the human body, the more in awe we become of how amazing it is. It's not just intelligent design. A motor car is intelligent design, but the human body is, is divine design. And it is beyond my comprehension that those people who know more about it than most of us, that anyone in that profession could come to the conclusion that it all just happened by chance. It's divine design. Of course, as wonderful it is, um, in this fallen world, physical decline is inevitable. Um, but we can hasten that decline if we don't look after what God has given to us. So that's why um, I do have a passion about um, health and fitness without hopefully overdoing it too much. But there are similarities with our spiritual health. If we neglect the things I touched on today, the spiritual things and the things I mentioned last week, they also will decline. It's use it or lose it, isn't it? Like in the parable of the sower, we need to be in good soil, feeding on our essential nutrients and avoiding other distractions and spiritual dangers like there are in the world. Because if we don't, then it, they will choke us and we will lose all the spiritual vitality that the Lord wants us to have. I'm going to leave the final words to two scriptures, 1 Corinthians 9 and 25 and Hebrews 12 and 1. Uh, the 1 Corinthians 9 scripture says, everyone who competes goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it, we should do it, to get a crown that will last forever. <coughs> and Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. May God help us to do that.